Hello everybody, welcome to the Small Bees Kaizen Podcast. My name is Brian Venge and I'm your host. Episode 8 is all about marketing, PR and social media. I've got a great interview I've just completed with Chris Lee from the PR network Planet Content. Um, in addition, Chris is also the author of the blog runmarketing.co.uk. I'll include uh, links in the show notes, so check these out. So I asked Chris to take us through really the role of marketing, social media and PR in a context of the small business owner and how we can be part of the social media frenzy, as it were, and make the most out of these platforms for our business. We cover quite a lot of subjects which are of relevance today in business and I hope you find it as inspiring as I did. And uh, there's lots of tips and, and advice in this episode that you just need to try out some of the things. And uh, fundamentally, it's really striking to note that in marketing, Kaizen plays a big role. As you will hear Chris explaining how the same approaches we use in continuous improvement are as applicable in marketing as they are in any other sphere of business. Also touch on um, the new things that are happening on the social media front, specifically the geo-social networking. This is an interesting development that you don't want to be left out in the cold on jump on this bandwagon today while you can. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Okay, so today I just want to welcome everybody to this uh, episode number eight. I've got a fantastic uh, interview lined up and uh, on the other end of the Skype line, I've got Chris Lee. Now, Chris is the founder of the online PR network, Planet Content. But in addition to that, he's also the author of uh, a PR blog, which is really aimed at the small business community, such as the Small Bees Kaizen uh, listeners. This blog is runmarketing.co.uk. So, Chris, first and foremost, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Good to be here. I just want to thank you up front for the time you've taken out to, to connect this interview. But maybe just uh, for our listeners, as, as a very start, would you mind just taking us through, Chris, a little bit about yourself and what Planet mm -hmm. Content is all about? Sure. I mean, we're Planet Content is a company I formed earlier this year, having been a, a PR freelancer for, for two years. It's it's a kind of collection of PR professionals that we've all worked with each other for a number of years, but we're all gone freelance in our own way. So we've sort of created a virtual network where we all have our own individual sort of client set, but we come together and work together on projects because we've worked together agency side in the past. We're all technology specific professionals. So um, yeah, some of us have been journalists, some of us are social media trainers, some of us just do pure tech PR, but what we're doing a lot of is, is moving into the um, social media sphere as well. That is one of the key areas of growth for us. Awesome. And Chris, if I may also at this stage just touch on something else that I know you're quite involved with, which mm -hmm. is your blog, Run Marketing. Just oh, tell yes. us a little bit about the inspiration behind this and what, what, what made you decide to launch this, which is really, when I look at it, it's a very good source for small business owners in terms of you know, uh, resources sure. that can help them in their, in their quest. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Um, I'm glad you find it useful. I mean, that that was the point. Um, I set that up late last year, uh, runmarketing.co.uk. What the inspiration for that was that I was coming across a number of people 
who are trying to set up their own business and they may have had a great idea, they may have, you know, done all the research on how they can market there was for their particular product or service, but they didn't necessarily know how to promote that and how to get to make it known. And I think that that's where um, people who don't have, uh, might have a great idea, but don't have a marketing background necessarily. Um, I'm trying to sort of plug that gap for them. So um, that's what runmarketing.co.uk was about. And to be honest with you, I was a little bit selfish as well. I wanted to educate myself in a lot of areas. So some of the people that I speak to on my podcast or, you know, interview or get to guest blog for me. I like to think that I'm also learning and improving as an individual as, as that goes on and obviously sharing that information with uh, as many people as possible. Well, it's, it certainly is working for me. It certainly I find, I find the content useful. Now, Chris, if, if I go through your, your website and, and also some of what you've already mentioned, three things mm-hmm. or three, three, three terms strike, strike out already, and that is you've mentioned marketing, you've mentioned PR, and you've, you've mentioned social media, and, and mm-hmm. look at your sites, a lot of it is about that. So right from the onset you know where is the line drawn i I really want you to break it down for us especially for a small business owner who's coming across all these terms what really is the relationship if any between right i mean it's a really difficult one actually because the line is becoming increasingly blurred as you as you mentioned um marketing i guess you could just probably see it as an umbrella term and pr which sits within that but although it's probably better to understand what PR isn't before you think about what it is. So firstly, PR is not advertising. With advertising, you purchase online space or column inches or airtime. But with PR, your aim is to secure those uh, via various campaigns and tactics. So um, PR is the establishment and maintenance of your reputation. So trying to ensure that people are talking about you, those comments are positive, and where they're not, working hard to change that perception. So I think it's important to sort of understand the difference and they are becoming increasingly blurred so you can do um, in the online sphere you're doing like online marketing where you're pushing out content for example but then you've got the reputation management side of it which is where what people are saying about you on, on blogs and forums and, and on Twitter and things like that which which is where um, you've got to be able to respond for that and, and that, that sort of covers the public relations hat and then of course you've got something like search engine optimization which probably ticks the, the marketing box as well. So they're all, it's all coming together, really. I just call it marketing PR because I think that's terms that people be more, more used to. Some people call it like online PR nowadays. And, and yeah, there's all sorts of different terms, but it's coming under one big umbrella policy, really. Absolutely. What sort of tactics and uh, approaches should so- small business owners be considering also you know the, the the fact that they don't have necessarily the same mm. muscle or even knowledge behind some of the uh, pr tactics that are available today what what kind of advice would you give to our small business listeners yeah i think this is um this is a really interesting question because like you said a lot of how um companies would be doing it themselves they won't necessarily have the resource internally or the knowledge yeah. and they may not be able to afford someone else so um they can come in and do it for them so i think one of the big things here is that marketing is more of a time investment uh, nowadays than an actual financial investment. The key areas I'd sort of look at from a, a marketer perspective, if they're just starting out, is to look at you know traditional marketing, so you'd like your offline stuff, um, advertising, etc. Online marketing, so there I'm talking about search engine optimization. I'd say that was probably should be the priority really, especially if you're selling online as well. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-click advertising, which is people may well be aware it's where you pay for space on search engines where you can click through and you get charged per click and it depends the cost of that will depend very much on the uh, 
the competitiveness of the the keywords that you advertise using and also there's affiliate marketing which is another internet based thing where people write reviews about a particular product which then click through to for example your site where you can buy whatever it is you happen to be selling and then the person who carried that that item of uh, of news and forwarded that traffic would get a cut of the actual um you know proceeds that from from the fulfilled uh, purchase but then you've got online pr as well so you're looking at reputation on man- reputation management blogger relations things like that mm-hmm. um engaging influencers and traditional pr which is the old the classic send a press release to a journalist and you know pitch to them over the telephone type stuff so basically it's all about making yourself be known really and that that's Part of the reason, obviously, with run marketing, I've, I've done a, this, such. It's such a wide area that I've, I've I've tried to cover them all individually. But those are the main ones. That's how it breaks down, really. There's a lot of things that companies can do to help themselves, and I think we're going to talk about the the various different platforms, aren't we? Absolutely. So yeah, just let's let's move on, Chris, to some of the platforms that um, currently are options for a small business owner out there, and how can they go about? identifying what there's not much more than a uh, you know financial investment and the time investment is the main main uh, thing here a lot of the platforms that you can use that are online are free mm-hmm. um, so depending what, what I always say to all companies is um, before selecting a platform that you want to be active on you've got to make sure that your particular audience are actually active on that platform as well mm-hmm. so for example if you're a business to business company you wouldn't necessarily want to be on Facebook because that's very consumer focused whereas there's a lot of great examples um, such as Starbucks and, and other big companies that are doing great things and getting lots of fans on Facebook but that's because it's a more consumer focused network whereas something like LinkedIn which is very which is very much a business network would be a little bit more focused on the you know from the business to business perspective so these are platforms that are free. Twitter is free. You know, emerging geosocial networks, which I think we'll need to talk about at some point, is they're they're also free to list on. So there's there's a lot of free things you can do. It's a question of how you what you do with that, what the time you invest and in, and the content you produce, yeah. and the sort of information that you're putting out there to engage with with your audiences. So blogging platforms is, is also a key. I mean, the companies that blog tend to receive 55% more traffic on the whole than those that don't. And I, the blogging platforms such as WordPress yeah. and Tumblr, Blogger, Typepad, these are all free tools that you can stick in there. And you, or if you want to invest a bit more time, get your and your web savvy. Mm-hmm. It's probably best to have a blog attached to your domain so that you get the traffic directly to your website. But everyone should blog, blog well and blog often, I think. Uh, get active on the social channels that, where your audience are. Know what your objectives are from the start, I think that's the key point. Uh, what do you want to achieve from any marketing campaign or social media engagement? Analyze the traffic, see what's working, see where people are coming, you know, where they're landing on your site. Get creative, don't be afraid to use podcasts and video. Um, these are things that will improve over time. I mean, you know, when I started podcasting, if I listen back now, I sound like I'm you know, working for the BBC or something is really quite dry and, 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 yeah. and not so good. It's something you get the hang of, you know. Yeah. Um, video as well, that's really good from a search perspective and fantastic for, for providing innovative, shareable content. And they're all great for search as well. So these are the sort of platforms that people should be looking at. And, and it's really up to, the only limit is, is time and creativity, really. So it's up, you get out what you put in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, from, from the, just the list you've gone through, there, there are a lot of options in terms of these mm-hmm. platforms, which may in itself be quite a little bit overwhelming. Now, I just want to pick on 
the one that you mentioned, which is Twitter, which we hear so right. much about. And um, I just want to also draw draw to some an article which is actually on on your uh, Run Marketing blog, where you, in part, you mentioned you know it's other with Twitter, you do it properly or you don't do it at all. Do you want to just right. maybe elaborate on that? Well, Twitter is an interesting one. It's been around for three years or so. Um, it's got an incredible amount of usership across the world, um, but it's also got an incredible amount of people dropping out. I don't know the exact stats, but there's, it's one of those situations where it's like about 5% of the people are doing you know, 75% of the activity on it. And I think if you go on it, and as a company, you've got to know why you're going to go on it. You've got to know uh, who's going to be managing it, um, how you're going to engage with people, because it's all about building a community. You're getting to know strangers. It's not like LinkedIn where you've usually met somebody before you um, agree to sort of exchange contacts with them. It's not like Facebook where you hopefully know them more than more than just as an associate and, and they become your friend. In Twitter, you're getting to know complete strangers from all over the world. Yeah. And um, hopefully some of them are going to be useful to your business. And I found it really useful personally in the last two and a half years or so that I've been on it. You know, I've got to meet some incredible people off it. And just last night, I met two people that I've been interacting with for, for over two years, um, but I'd never met in the flesh before. But it's, it's, it's a great way to sort of interact. So twi Twitter, uh, is it here to stay? I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, it's got a lot of critical mass at the minute, so it's worth being on, definitely, as a company. So how would you go about that? Firstly, know who's going to be managing it, know what you're going to use it for. So it should be a mix of interacting with other people, sharing content, sharing your own content. It's also key to remember that it's not a sales tool. So whatever you're doing, communicate people in a two-way manner and not a sort of one-way push sort of advertising manner. And also you can use it from a reputation management and and uh, monitoring and management measurement outlet because there's, there's ways using, say, Tweet Deck, which is one of the applications which you can get at tweetdeck.com yeah. or Hootsuite, uh, H O O T S U I T E.com, yeah. and various others that, that you can just search and, and have a look for what people are saying about your industry or your area. Um, and you can respond to those people, you can follow them, see what, um, keep in touch, um, share information. And I think that's uh, your objective is to, to build up, obviously, as, as useful as following as possible. That, eventually you hope will will link to sales and, and increase traffic. So um, the various do's and don'ts are sort of make sure that a real person is representing your business. Don't be too sales in your profile mm -hmm. or your tweeting. Uh, it's about developing relations. So um, like you would for your business offline, I guess. Don't use the default Twitter image um, as yeah. it is. Change it. A person is always um, more personable than a logo. Use, a, use those suites I talked about, like TweetDeck and Hootsuite. Um, Hootsuite enables you to schedule tweets. So if you want to keep some, um, there's a, the jury's out on whether this is a good or bad yeah, really practice. But the uh, right. <laughs> and I talked about that last week. Yeah. But uh, when I went on holiday, I just kept, I, I'd scheduled some tweets to go up while I was away, just to sort of mm -hmm. keep some, in, you know, keep the hits coming to my site. And never outsource Twitter to a third party, such as a PR firm or a freelancer. I think you need to be authentic and tweet in your own voice. There's been examples uh, where, you know, people have tweeted on other people's behalf and it's come back to haunt them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, log on in space during the day. So basically, I think most people are active in the morning and then sort of it dies down in the afternoon. But um, yeah, just just get involved. Don't get sucked in though. You've got to be disciplined. That's a thing. That's and um, yeah, play around with it personally. I say before you you build it up as a uh, you know for your company. Mm -hmm. What I would say though is just a little hint is make sure that you 
don't set the auto thanks for following tool that's something that really irritates me and a lot of people um you find when you follow someone you suddenly get a message back saying thanks for following check out our blog at um that doesn't go very down down pretty well and also the uh the other thing to do is make sure that you maybe just get follow about 100 to 200 people at a time and you know every week and just build up your followership slowly because there's nothing worse than, than someone going on a site and seeing that you're following 1700 people but you've only got five followers yourself you know because it looks like you're a spammer yeah. um, and that's the last thing you want to do so um, th- these are basically I just play around with it on a personal level never tweet in anger um, never tweet when you're drunk or anything like that um, you know just just um, common sense stuff but definitely get a policy place if you've got you know staff that you know that you're going to trust it with fantastic a lot of great tips there which um, mm-hmm. I'll definitely break down and, and include in the show notes just before we leave the subject of the Twitter I just want to ask one more question Chris um, sure where would you draw the line in terms of the content that uh, as a business you ought to be tweeting out How, you know do you bring in your personal matters or your personal content into a tweet that is set up into a Twitter account that is set up for your business or you just want to tweet about progress in your business without being mm. a spammer, obviously. Where is, is there a line? Should you have an individual personal account for your personal stuff? Right. I, I think that some people business? treat it differently, really. It's up to the, the company as an individual. I tweet on a, uh, well, I'm a freelancer, so I tweet on a personal and professional sort of level. Um, but if you're a company, I think you should basically and you're tweeting as a company you didn't basically just stick to your particular sector and, and, and anything else on a personal level yes have some banter with some you know some of your followers yeah don't get too personal in, in the detail that you're giving across about uh, yourself and your company you, everyone wants to appear informal um, and that's the whole point about Twitter it is transparent but obviously you've got to be use your common sense um, and the problem with common sense is it, is it ain't that common so uh, you've got to make sure you're disciplined with it really absolutely Great stuff. Chris, let me just move on to um, something else on the uh, social media front, which is uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I think in July, Facebook hit the 500 million users mark, and that's almost one out of every 14 people on this planet is on Facebook. Now, this, for me, represents a, a mega opportunity for small business, but also the approach to it also has a great deal in, in terms of how effective you can use Facebook. What are some of your uh, top tips in terms of uh, using Facebook as a strategy for your business? Yeah, Facebook's an interesting one. Um, like I said, I, I would really only recommend it if you're a, a business-to-consumer site because think about the Facebook user. It's it's about interaction with friends and family more than it is about interaction with colleagues and uh, your industry. Mm-hmm. Some people do use it like that and there's examples of of groups such as the research group Forrester who've got thousands of followers but um, if you're going to go on Facebook and use it as a way to market there's two strands you can use uh, one is sort of advertising I'm not quite sure on the conversion rates with those but they enable you to be really targeted with the people that you that you are aiming for so uh, you can tick the boxes um, which say it's like age, gender, location etc so you can really drill down and find the people that you want to target and then that way you're sort of being a bit more um, accurate with, with your uh, marketing than just taking a scattergun approach, which an advert in a magazine might have, for example. The other is uh, approaches to form a Facebook group on those fan pages that you see, and you get to like and therefore join the group. The, the challenge with these is I saw some stats from last year, I don't know how relevant they are for this year, that I think 77% of all groups had less than 1,000 members. 
And you've got to think, well, that's only 20, 23% of groups that's under a quarter have actually got more than 1,000 members. And if you, as a business, are using Facebook as an actual promotional vehicle, then you're going to want uh, more users than that. One great example I use on uh, Facebook uh, for a sort of smaller company that's doing really well is, is Zipcar, Z-I-P-C-A-R, which is a hire-by-the-car, um, hire-by-the-hour car firm. If you go to facebook.com forward slash Zipcar and have a look what they're doing, they've got this brilliant um, user-generated uh, content sort of engagement going on with their users, people that hire their car sends in pictures of where they are with their hire cars in interesting places around the world. There's competitions, giveaways, uh, you know, all sorts of offers, and there's ways of incentivizing people to come to the page, have a bit of fun, which is what Facebook's about, yeah. share that content with their friends, and that's how you grow. You grow virally, and that's uh, like a lot of things on the web, that's what you want to be doing. So if you're going to form a, a Facebook page and you've got a business-to-consumer focus, then um, you've got to incentivize people to join it. You've got to be disciplined in um, maintaining that site, interacting with the people on it, me measuring con uh, the, the comments, managing the content so, uh, comments so that you don't have anything dodgy appear in there. You will have people spam you, so you need to be able to get rid of those comments and obviously provide good content. But the great thing about Facebook is if you're creating content anyway, uh, elsewhere, such as um, video for YouTube or podcasts, that you can then promote that on those channels. You use like Twitter, for example, you use that to promote these links and then obviously use that uh, Facebook to promote that content as well. So it's a great way to share things and, and, and yeah, that, that, that's the best way to do it. And um, yeah, so those two for me really are the ones that I just hear most people talk about. But from, from your uh, point of view, are there any other platforms that are probably up up and rising on the horizon. I mean, if we're seeing such a high drop rate in, in, in Twitter, I mean, where are the people going, if, if any? Mm. Yeah, there, there are three things, really, that I think um, that marketers should keep an eye on. The first thing, it's especially relevant if you are a local-based business that you rely on maybe uh, walk-in traffic, for example, a hairdresser or a cafe, um, and that's geo-social networks, so the likes of um, foursquare.com, Facebook Places, Gawala, that's G-O-W-A-L-L-A.com, and Geomium, G-E-O-M-I-U-M. -E These are um, interesting sort of sites. There's a number that are going to come up, but what they do is they, if you've got your BlackBerry or your iPod, your, your, sorry, your iPhone, you'll find that you've got you know, GPS in. You can, you can look around your local area and find bars, restaurants, you know, sort of any sort of outlet, really, and you can leave reviews on it, tell your friends that you're there and all that sort of business and that's really important that um, companies are aware of these technologies and that they're active on them. So if I was a hairdresser and I've got three other hairdressers in my in, in my sort of postcode and someone's walking down you know the street and they're looking for a haircut and they've gone on you know Foursquare or something to find some hairdressers, you've got to make sure that you're you're up there and you can also give away offers and all that sort of business. So say like you know 25% off for Foursquare users and and obviously when someone checks into that particular um, place they'll say hey I just got 25% off it's brilliant and then their friends see that they've been there and obviously a lot of their friends are going to be in that locality anyway. So it's a really good way to sort of interact with people. So keep an eye on that. It's called Geo Social Networks. Um, the other things think about is the rise and rise of mobile smart mobile phones i've seen stats around saying that by 2013 most people will be browsing the internet in the uk anyway for via the mobile phone so you've got that's really important when you're thinking about generating content and you're managing your website if you're going to 
write blogs, they've got to be short enough to be long enough to be picked up by search engines around 300 words, but then short enough to be readable, you know, legible, I guess, from and and um, digestible via mobile phones as well. So not too long, so not more than like you know 500 words or something like that. Also, don't use flash. Avoid flash where you can. I think is be one of the things if if you look at mobiles because the iPhone doesn't recognise flash. So uh, giving its its footprint in the market, it's probably best to make make uh, look at your website and, and build it with the iPhone in mind, really. Yeah. So th- those those are the things I've, uh, that that we're looking at, and I think semantic search, as in search engines, you get far more intuitive. They're going to work out how what people think before they they finish, you know, typing it and give you options, which is what Google are kind of doing at the minute. So these are things to to take in mind when you when you're you're focusing on your search marketing as well. So the main things: geosocial, semantic search, and and mobile marketing. Brilliant, brilliant. So, so guys, you know, just hearing that this, this is the time to get into this. You don't want to be left left behind. And some of the sites you mentioned, like the the Foursquare, I've started playing around with those, and there really is a lot of potential. Um, like like Chris said, if especially mm. walk through traffic. Now, Chris, as we reach towards uh, the end of the interview, I just want to ask you uh, one more question relating to what small bees kaizen is really all about which is really using kaizen or continuous improvement as mm. a central part of any small business strategy where, where do you see the methodologies or the uh, concept of kaizen being applicable in in most of what we've covered today yeah the great thing about um marketing especially over the internet is that you can measure your um, impact and monitor the uh, effectiveness of your campaigns using tools such as like even Google Analytics if you've got that code sitting on your website and see where people are arriving on your site which pages are performing which ones aren't you can um, see who's visiting your your blog and see you can use tools to find where where you stand in the keyword rankings so you know across search engines there's so many ways you can look at and say well we're not performing here so how can we improve that and uh, and um, I think that given that knowledge is power there's so many tools out there that you can use at, at your disposal to to look hard at what you're doing and have a rethink you know when, when you need to so kaizen is essential to this i mean there's never any um sitting still especially with search engine optimization if you've you've got five keywords that you've chosen that the relevant for your business and you've got to the top of this of page one of google on on say three of those five then you still even if you get all five on there you there's no guarantee you're going to stay up there because your competitors are continually throwing keywords out there as well so you you've got to continually strive to make sure that you're on the the first page it's, it's a never-ending challenge really absolutely so i guess in summary what i would say is as with anything with marketing you've got to set your objectives from the start know how you're going to measure and manage everything um, know what you want to get out of it, and know which metrics you're going to use to see if you've achieved it, know which channels you want to operate on, and then work, work around the content that you're going to put in place, measure it regularly, see what's working, see what isn't, um, improve what isn't working, and uh, get rid as necessary. <laughs> but it's all about, like you said, Kaizen, it's all about continual improvement, and it's very easy to do with marketing. Absolutely. Mm. So, Chris, with that, I just want to thank you so much for giving us this time to uh, talk to you about Planet Content, Run Marketing, PR, social media, and marketing in general. Just mm-hmm. as a last point, if people want to get hold of you, Chris, how do we get hold of, of Chris Lee? Yeah, I mean, um, you can check out our website, which is www.planetcontent.co.uk, and drop me an email there at chris at planetcontent.co.uk if you have any questions. Um, we're um, also at, um, check out our blog, 
runmarketing.co.uk and that's got a whole load of podcasts and articles uh, with some leading thinkers in in uh, internet marketing. Um, I'd also recommend a couple of uh, other websites um, that the businesses should check out. And there's internetmarketingpodcast.org, which was a podcast um, that we've, we've both found inspirational, haven't we, Brian? Uh, and another one is uh, eConsultancy.com, which is probably one of the most influential UK-based uh, marketing sites. So check those out. Fantastic, fantastic. So, Chris, thanks very much and all the best in your future endeavours, yeah? Yeah, likewise, Brian. Thank you for your time. So there we have it, folks. Really hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Social media is really going places, and with it, your business can go too. So going forward, um, look out for similar kind of interesting topics we want to cover as much as uh, the spectrum will allow us just because we want you to pick up Kaizen or continuous improvement to be that central part of your business strategy. So till next week, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. Best ways via iTunes or just follow us through uh, the Twitter feed which also receives all the episodes as we release them. Twitter handle is Mobis Kaizen. So till next time, it's over and out. <laughs>